Let's go. You're listening to Making Data Simple, where we make the world of data effortless, relevant, and yes, even fun. Welcome to Making Data Simple. This is Al Martin, your host. Thank you for being here. And as always, please give us feedback on almartintalksdata at gmail.com. We're also essentially everywhere, that being Google, Apple, Spotify. Uh, please rate us if you get the opportunity. Uh, we'd love for you to do that. We greatly appreciate it. We greatly appreciate you being here. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about data, the world's new oil, which is, is like finally for me, we get some respect in the data world because I've been here a bit. Uh, we talk about AI, the world's refinery. We talk about cloud, the pipeline. But as I think about it, we probably should get some more folks on in the, on the cloud side. We talk about unified governance or data ops. We talk about security. We talk about analytics. And we also talk about services. But we're going we're gonna to start that today. But I actually took a role in data and AI services as of, of late. I'm the VP of expert services delivery. So I think this leverages my brand of, of data and clients and, and hopefully leadership as well. But speaking of, I have a special guest today, Priya Srinivasan, who is the director of IBM Data and AI Expert Labs SWAT. So we'll talk about what that SWAT means, but welcome Priya, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me out. You know that you're my favorite person in the world. You know that, don't you? I do know that. <laughs> you know why you're my favorite person in the world? Actually, I do not know that. I worked with you for like what two decades now, and I haven't asked that question. You're 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 showing our age here. Um, <laughs> why do you think it is? <laughs> I have my own theories, but okay. I could be completely um, off the track. So, one, our working styles are very similar. Am, am I somewhere? Right, like close. Hey, this is your answer, not mine. <laughs> oh, I'll give enough. you my answer in just a second. Fair enough. We both believe in ownership. I learned very early in the career that if there are two owners, that's equal to no owner. So you always instilled on one owner, and and I believe in that one ownership concept, and that's something that you believe as well. Good team, strong team, experts. Ninety um, percent of your job is done if you can build that. Um, so I think a lot of our working styles are similar, and I'm guessing that's probably why I'm one of your favorite persons. <laughs> well, so here I'll tell you why, uh, and that's all. That's true. That's all very true. Uh, but first, you're smart, and mainly just because you went to KU. Uh, but here's my compliment to you. Here's what I'd say. I would say that you are the most genuine, uh, vulnerable leader that I know. You you say what you mean and you mean what you say. So if there's anybody that I 100% trust, that'd be you. You don't beat around the bush. You're not playing any games. Uh, I just think you're a genuine person. And, and you know, there, there should be more of you out there. And, and look, I, I appreciate just uh, having a friendship with you. So, hey, that's my compliment for today. Amazing. Thank you for such sweet, kind words. You, you made my day. Thank you. Where do you get those qualities? That's what I want to know. Is that from your parents? It's not from Vikram, who's your husband. Who, it's got to be from your parents, yes? It, 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 is a, it is from my parents, but a lot from my dad. So my dad's a teacher. Uh, he's a math teacher. And he has been a teacher for the last... 60 years or 65 years. He's 80 now. We just celebrated his 80th birthday uh, last December. And I have seen him work day in and day out, weekdays, weekends, doesn't matter. He does it with so much passion, so much love. Um, and I've never seen him complain. I've never seen him negative. I've always seen him as a very optimistic, positive person. His day starts at 4 a.m. in the morning, every day like clockwork. 
and he wraps it up at 10 p.m. He doesn't take time off during the weekends because he does a lot of classes and stuff. His work ethics and his love for family and all of that, I've just watched it growing up and uh, I don't need a better tutor than him. Man, we need him over here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are you getting up at 4 a.m.? Uh, I just said I love and I have a great tutor, but I I am nowhere close to what he is. I I aspire to be, but it is just an aspiration. All right. Fair enough. And by the way, Vikram, your husband, he's a good dude, too. I I go to him for all the questions I have on tech gadgets. He he seems to know everything about tech gadgets. He's always in the know. That's for sure. He does. He does. He spends the right amount of time on it, and and he knows in and out about the tech gadgets. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about expert labs and what it means. Sure. So as you know, we used to be called professional services. I love the name expert labs. Because the name carries a lot of weight and meaning, which is what we are. We are a team of experts. We have these amazing products. You need the right experts to go successfully implement it for what our client business problem and needs are. And that's where the expert labs come in. We are those experts. We have expertise across the AI ladder. We can successfully do the implementation and make customers successful. Now, SWAT, that adds a twist, like the name says, There is an element of additional expertise, if I may say, that has enough industry knowledge. So we're able to offer additional expertise to the teams uh, with the SWAT team. And we do have specific missions that we go after right now. But the whole idea is we have the, the breadth and the depth within the team to operate as a SWAT team. So the funny thing is, is in a separate organization, I created SWAT, but it was more around supporting customers, any customer that found themselves in peril for any reason, self-created or otherwise, we'd go in there, jump in, resolve the issue. But this is not the same SWAT that you see on the expert services side. You're correct. There is an element of difference which comes from today. Where do you start is a big question that needs to be answered. Uh, People know that they want to get get into the business of AI. They know they want to get into cloud. They know they want to modernize it. But where do you begin is a big question that needs to be answered by the right people. So your journey starts right and you are on the right journey until completion. This is where the SWAT makes plays a great role. And and to get into some specifics, so if you look at the warehouse space, um, a lot of clients are looking at modernization of warehouse. They know they need to modernize it. They know they need to infuse AI into it. But you need to be talking to the right people, right experts. So the solution that is implemented really fits your business needs. And so SWAT plays a role where we're able to hold these workshops and conversations with the client, go into a discovery mission initially so we can find and collect the facts and then go back with the right kind of proposal around here's how we can solve your problem and modernize your environment with the right IBM tools and technologies. So can you give me an example of something that your team would SWAT? Sure. The most, very most common one that we get is around the warehouse space. So today, uh, a lot of these warehouses, they have data, right? It's like you started, Al, that, that is today's oil and the data is sitting in all of these warehouse technologies that clients have just been building on top over and over. There is always a need deep down that they know that either um, it's not completely meeting their business needs, it's not meeting their SLA requirements, it is not integrating into their overall story, and they know that there is a need to modernize it. They know that there is a need to bring in modern technologies into it, 
they know that they need to bring some form of AI into it at some point in time, but the platform needs to be ready, right? The information architecture needs to be ready for all of that. So a specific example is we go into these data modernization workshops where we have the conversation to understand how they have currently architected their environment and we look into how we can essentially modernize it for multiple needs. One, for operational efficiency, so they can save cost on the current environment, right? That's where everything starts. Number one is, how do I save cost on my current operational uh, needs? Two, now how do I take the next step? Okay, I've, I've saved uh, a few dollars. Now how do I take the next step on modernizing it so I can bring in newer technologies for efficiency, for better value, for um, better experience? So that's the second part. And then the third and final step would be infusing it with other AI or whatever machine learning or data science. You know, taking a step back, what are the deliverables that the community can expect from expert labs? There are three top missions that my team goes after. One is the whole data use cases. Data use cases are competitive takeouts where we go after where we can actually show our solution as better value and better costs over competition. So everything around the data warehouse, data lake, data modernization, data use cases, right? So that is a number one mission that that we do very, very well. Then second one is around Cloud Pack for Data. There is a team that does the Cloud Pack for Data deployment, but what we're looking at it is once the Cloud Pack for Data is deployed, how can customers get additional value out of it? How can they scale? So that is our second mission. And then the third mission, and I, though I'm calling it third, it is um, very, very, very high important mission for us is our NetEase client base. Right. Um, we have a significant uh, a number of clients on our, on our NetEase uh, platform of systems, and we want to help them modernize into the Cloud Pack for Data System IBM Performance Server. We want to bring them over to IBM Performance Server, and we also want to be able to um, show them the value of the Cloud Pack for Data that comes with the Cloud Pack for Data System so they can leverage other use cases if they choose to essentially helping our, our NetEase customers get over to IBM Performance Server is our number one priority. Al, do you, do you mind if I took this time to speak about a couple of technologies? I kind of want to stress to your listeners, okay, we've spoken about experts and expert labs so much. Yeah. How do we fit with a couple of very key technologies? Hit it. Okay. Please. Uh, okay, and I'm going to go into product specific. I actually wanted to kind of keep things more technology broad, but I, I'll get into a product specific if, if that's okay. That's fine. Just if you if you talk to the product, just make sure they know what the product represents. Okay, I mean, sure. Like, like whether CP for D, which is really, you know, microservices architecture, you get it. So go ahead. Yes. Uh, sure. Everybody by now would have heard about the four rungs of the ladder, right? And I, I want to kind of focus around the, the collect part of it, right? Whether it's your own data warehouse or you're just doing some data virtualization, wherever it is, I, I want to focus it on a couple of things and I just want to use this opportunity to stress on it. Um, IBM has some of the best technologies in, in that data space, right? We have the best, not even some of the best. We have the best. Um, we started out with the initial inceptors of the data warehouse and data journey and creators of databases, all of that is IBM, right? Um, And of course, we have data virtualization techniques too, so that way you don't have to always move the data. There are a couple of technologies that we're we're very focused around. One, like I said before, is our NetEase customer base, right? So think of data warehouse, right? If you're thinking of data warehouse, you're storing your data, 
a um, couple of really, really popular products from IBM has been Netiza and DB2. Netiza is back. That is coming in the form of IBM Performance Server. DB2, always our, our industry standard product, you know, for both OLTP and OLAP kind of workloads. Now, all of this is available through Cloud Pack for Data. So Cloud Pack for Data is a strategic solution, the very bottom rank, right? You need the first step of a ladder for you to climb up to two, three, four. So we have a combination of open source, IBM-owned technologies, and virtualization. So if you can imagine all that, so you could, you could, you could choose to stay with the IBM technologies, use the IBM technologies, which primarily I'm talking about two technologies, IPS, for an Netiza client base, DB2 for any type of old TPO lap workloads for a DB2 client base. Or there is always on the side, you have other open source technologies, you do have data virtualization. Our team spends a good, good, good amount of time, when I say our team, my team uh, specifically, on that very first rung of the ladder. Because if we don't get that right, everything else you build can be shaky. So that is a big focus for us is to get the collect part really correct. And you have a, a, a data platform that you can trust, rely, and build on the other rungs of the ladder. Al, sorry, I had to digress, but I wanted to really make sure I drive that point to your listeners. Hey, that's why we call it making data simple. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the, the premise. You, you got to get that right so that you can get the analytics and the AI. You can't get up the ladder if you don't have bottom rungs. Yes. Uh, so I'm with you. The other thing to that to, for me, and I, I've got a blog I'm writing. I need to get it out. I just haven't. Is to your point, I think one of the biggest issues that I've seen in working with development and support and now services is, you know, for lack of a better term, and I probably need to have a better term, is like the data lake of the future. In other words, and I'm not, when I talk about data lake, I'm not just talking about Hadoop and big data. I'm just talking about a data lake of the future, meaning I find fundamentally clients struggle with three things. One is they want to efficiently house their endless corpus of data, and it's getting, you know, we're talking petabytes easy, I mean, at this point. Number two, they want to retrieve that in a trusted, via trusted data source, trusted at both at the source and on the wire, and then they want to achieve better outcomes then with AI. That's the three things. And today, to your point, Man, the challenge is the world's demanding hybrid compute. So in other words, a separation compute in storage, they, they wouldn't need hot or cold. They want to bring analytics to the data that gives rise to data virtualization. They, they need it trusted and secure with one source of the truth, as I mentioned, knowledge catalog, by example. And they want all-in-one data movement. If they do want to move the data, it's got to have strong replication, 24 by 7 availability. And then they want everything to be made easy, as they should, uh, like a console that's easy to administer. And that's what the Cloud Pack for Data is all, all about, putting all those different rungs in the ladder. But that's where services and other areas of enablement hold a very strong responsibility to help clients get that. Because a lot of times their data today, if I could just use a non-technical term, it's a mess. <laughs> and they've got to get to that uh, end state. I don't know if you see the same thing, but I, that's what I call the data lake of the future we that that has got to be right in order to take advantage of the uh, uh, you know analytics and AI. Uh, absolutely, and what is very interesting and and important is that, irrespective of 
there's no one one answer that fits all, right? So whether it could be a hybrid cloud architecture that would serve the needs, right? So maybe there are certain things that needs to be in private cloud, certain things in public cloud. Maybe it is a situation where, to your point, there are very specific requirements around um, high availability and disaster recovery. Maybe there is very specific requirements around um, you know, what's sitting in the hot data versus what is cold and where does the hot data need to sit, where does the cold data needs to sit. Maybe it's a mixed architecture that involves Hadoop versus a, a, a different technology. Whatever it is, we can solution it. We have experience doing it. We know the, we, we know the history and we know the latest technologies. So we are at an advantage where we understand the journey that the industry has been over the last several decades and where is the industry right now and where we are trending towards with all of the latest latest technologies from OpenShift to a a multi-cloud environment. We are there to be able to give those right answers and we have that skill set to be able to give the right answers so clients don't have to worry about it themselves. So they focus more on getting the value of the platform and we're worried about how to make sure that they get to that end state of whatever that end state needs to be that is right for their business. The number one or the core element that services the responsibility we hold to provide to clients, what what would that be? Long-term thinking, long-term vision. That is very important. It is not just solving today's problem. It is really making sure the problem that is being solved is not just solving today's current needs, right? I'll, I'll, to be very specific, let's assume a client is having some kind of capacity issue. When you're solving it, just don't think about today's problem and how I can just solve it for six months, right? You got to think about, are we taking them to a solution that they can be successful and continue to be successful? So that should be in our priority. And the way you, that can always be a priority to make sure that we're thinking holistically and we really are solving the business problem is, number one, really understanding it. The very initial fact-finding machine, right, lack of a better word that I'm using for us to go and talk to a client, that fact-finding machine needs, uh, mission needs to be very thorough. We really, really need to understand the business, how they operate, how they are set up. Two, our solution needs to be it needs to be thorough where we're not just thinking about, okay, today this is your problem, let me see how to solve it. No, how do I make you successful for your mission, right? That should be two. And then the third, we always have to stay very, very up to date on where the industry is going, not just today, where it is going to go five years down the road. Well, the cool thing about Expert Labs is we get to implement uh, the great technologies and also put it in the story that helps customers. We get to see the value. You've held a lot of uh, roles in IBM. You've, you've held support. You've held development. You've done or helped help lead development transformation. Do you think that lends itself to the current role you have? Absolutely. I am glad I've had all of those experiences. Support is a very unique job, and, and I love it because you always learn to put customer first. And it takes a kind of strength to work in support um, where you, you realize those Though humans can't multitask, you find a way around multitasking. You know how to smartly context switch um, and make every client feel you are the most important client for me. Support builds that strength. And you're, you're very well versed in it. Let me ask you a couple things as I pivot here. In IBM, we've got a group called GROW, Guidance Resource Outreach for Women. Yeah. It's not just women. But I wanted you to speak to the mentorships you provide, 
it's important in the workplace, maybe give an idea to some of our listeners to start a, a group um, of their own to, to drive this ecosystem or a similar ecosystem? So I, I am a growth sponsor for uh, um, the San Jose Lab. By the way, I work out of our uh, Silicon Valley Lab, uh, which is located in, in San Jose. Um, and I am the growth sponsor here for the SVL Lab. What I, I realized, Al, and, and I'm going to use the women uh, context here, grow is not, as he said, that is not just needs to be women-centric, but uh, I'm going to speak with respect to women-centric. Every time when I when I speak, right, when I have a session, and, and we have like developer day sessions and other sessions here, when I talk and, and the session is over, I don't necessarily get, I mean, I get questions during the session, but after the session, I get a lot of questions, things, calls, stopping by and talking, and it just makes me realize that it's important we reach everybody and we help everyone grow, right? Especially in the context of women, new hires, right? Who are new to the um, to the company, right? Helping them feel more comfortable so they can grow in their career. They feel they're set up to succeed. Now, I worked in IBM for two decades and I can say this is a place absolutely set up for women to succeed. The amount of programs that I have seen in IBM, uh, it just amazes me, the amount of focus IBM puts around it. Nice. Like it. All right. A few questions for you. One is, is um, you know, name something that you're excited about or thinking about. Oh, name one thing I'm excited about. Okay. So this might be small tactical aspect, but I'm very excited. So we're building a team right now um, for a particular mission. I'm actually very excited about it. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to build the right team. Right? Like we discussed earlier, having the right team solves 90% of your problems, right? So we're, we're building that team. So we're very focused around getting the right people with the right intent aligned to the team. So if I woke up this morning and what actually excited me is to talking to these people who want to be part of this team and mission and getting them onboarded. So that's probably my number one thing that's exciting me. I want to say number two as well, please. Um, we have a particular strategy around, uh, you know, without going too much into the specifics around our entire um, uh, data warehouse space um, where we're working with our clients very differently. Um, and that is just exciting me as well, that how we're going to approach them and make them successful on CloudPack for data system. Very good. It Give me something you've changed your mind on. We're learning every day. If we looked back, right, if one thing that we need to learn from our last, say, two decades, okay, the technologies have been changing. We just have to have the mindset to always learn, to always know what's happening around us, and be prepared for the change. Be prepared, keep your skills top-notch, always and know what's happening around. Read a lot, read a lot, read a lot. So that's one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm realizing and seeing more and more. And the other thing is probably this is one of the best times to work just, just from a career perspective. Just look around the technologies that we're working. They, it is just amazing and fascinating. I don't know if I answered your question, but- No, that's good. Those are the two questions I wanted to ask. All right, I want to do a would you rather real quick and a, an underrated, overrated. And remember when I started the podcast, I said how forthright you are, Frank, you are. Let's see if we get old to this because you got to pick one of the, one side or another, right? Yes. I'm, sca I'm scaring the hell out of you. Yeah, you are. You, you definitely Both. are. All right. Services or development? 
one is my old home the other is new home i, I think both I, I can't answer this. It's hard. I'm sorry. I know I need to answer that, but I can't answer it. I want to do services for some time. All right, but give you so one much. pass. I'll give you one pass then. Okay. All right, that's your pass. Services or support? Services. San Jose or KC? San Jose. What? Hands down. You know what the weather is today? You don't want to know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I give you the weather. But you, you, I, but what about? Uh, never mind. That's your answer. All right. Um, what's your dog's name? Ace. Ace. Ace or Vikram? Ace. Vikram's <laughs> her husband. So yeah, that's what I figured the answer would be. <laughs> Underrated or overrated? All right. Here's where we're going. Expert Labs. Underrated. Kansas. Really underrated. Yeah, but you just picked San Jose. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Casey just won the Super Bowl. Hope you know that. Uh, yes, yes, and I'm very happy for that. <laughs> All right, but you did give me the underrated on Kansas. I give you that. All right, Informix. Neither. Neither. Yeah. Okay. Uh, being with the same company for 20 years. Uh, I mean, like I'm super happy, but there is nothing underrated about it. Like, uh, meaning. I mean, it's overrated. No. It's not. It's underrated. I can I can do another twenty oh. years. If IBM would have me, I'll do another twenty years. Being a director. Underrated. Underrated. Yeah, it's okay. a lot of responsibilities. It is a lot, lot of responsibilities. Yeah, but sometimes I would say that that would mean it's overrated. In other words, people are like, they they think it's bigger than it is. You get there and then it's like, this is a lot of responsibility. I don't know if it's worth it or not. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. It is a well, lot. That might of be an overrated then. Maybe I'm not playing this right, or maybe I'm not understanding <laughs> this right. You're, you're, giving, you're giving the information in terms of quick bullet points anyway. Last one. And I don't know this university. University of Madras? Is that, is that how you pronounce it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. University of Madras. Madras. Yeah, see, I can't. That's, I, did, I, I said it so poorly, you didn't even recognize it. KU. I'll tell you, KU. KU. So why do you say KU? Oh, I love KU. I, I just, there is a lot that I learned in KU. See, when you're an undergrad, it's kind of a lot of it. You just flow into the undergrad degree. When you do your postgraduate, I did my master's in KU. You know what you're doing. You have a lot more passion, like clarity. You just don't do master's because you just do it. You There is a purpose. There is a meaning behind it. And so I had a lot more clarity going into KU, and I learned a lot out of KU. I had some of the amazing professors in KU. Priya, you continue to be as fabulous as you ever were, just so you know. Thank you for being here. Thank you I for having it. me. I, I hope I answered your questions, Al, to the, to the best I could. You're always honest and, like I, I said, genuine, right? You're very genuine. Always the case. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Where can folks go to find you? Uh, I'm on uh, LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. And that's it. Those are the only two. All right. Well, as always, we'll put those in the show notes. Everybody listening, thank you again for being here. We'll continue to, to work hard, bringing you the right content. Let us know about it on almartintalksdata at gmail.com. Until next time, I will see you on the podcast. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Making Data Simple podcast, where we make data fun. Be sure to visit ibmbigdatahub.com forward slash podcast to access the show notes and uncover even more great episodes. Remember, the views expressed here are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily represent the views of IBM. Until next time, let's go over and out.
out.